across mountain ranges. Split cells. Command the tools of tomorrow. We are a team of a million unique and powerful individuals. Join forces with us, and you can take on anything. What's your warrior? Find out at GoArmy.com. You are listening to a Cool Truth Podcast production. Mama, I got bad news. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, this is King Firehawk, the greatest podcaster to ever live, ruler of the earth, the moon, the Mars, and the stars above. Telling you it's time for the Cool Truth Wrestling News with my boys, Mr. Whitehouse, my main man, and my two prodigal sons, my greatest protégés ever, Daddy Cool AC, and my boy Hollywood Edwards. Cool Truth Wrestling News, we are back. For another week, week four, I am Hollywood Edwards, and with me, as usual, is the resident cool truth historian, uh, no, Professor Whitehouse. What's up? I like that. You like Ah, that? Good evening. You like Professor, eh? I like it. I like it. Pops for that one. We'll see if it sticks. And with us. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see if it sticks. There you go. The icon. The showstopper, the main eventer. What you don't like that? I oh. like it. This is good. Okay. I like I'm it. getting in. The, I'm just getting in the zone. You're just firing me up right now. All right. Yeah. So I hit the icon, the showstopper, the main event. Right. I'm just gonna leave it there. We'll leave it there. Daddy Cool AC, what's up? <laughs> oh, what's up? I like it. What's up? What's up? And I just got to give a shout out. To my boy, the one and only Colby Chaos Covington, the people's champ, the MAGA champ himself, the one and only, took out Tyrone Woodley tonight. Ooh. One for the team. Tyrone Woodley. But anyway, how are you guys doing? Yo, you ever play that UFC game? Uh, I played uh, all the versions except the newest one. Okay, same. Yeah. Woodley used to beat my ass every time. I'd run into the Woodley ceiling. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Never got past Woodley, huh? No. Nope. Well, I, I mean, I you know, it's it's probably not as big a win as it would have been two years ago, but uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Get Tyrant or get um get Kobe back on those winning ways, and uh, hey, we got we got to get that rematch with Usman. So it's good to get him back in a winning way. All right, so good to be here with you, gentlemen, for the fourth episode, and. Fourth episode. I, I believe we are we are the number one number one wrestling news podcast on Retromania, isn't that right? We are very good, very good. That's awesome. Yeah. Now we may be the only wrestling news podcast on Retromania, but we appreciate everybody listening. <laughs> so <laughs> throw a little caveat out yeah. there. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain. Hey, we tri- we tri- we trend well with the other shows on there. Um, obviously, you have good shows kicking out at two. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. our boy uh, Diamond Dave does a good job with that, which is a completely different type of show. I think I think it, you got a good variety there. It's pretty cool. So it's mm-hmm. good to have the shows up there. Yeah. And uh, and hey, the uh, the AEW Dynamite review show does well on uh, Retromania as well as Cool Truth Podcast Productions. So we're we're doing we're doing good here. Yeah. Thank so. However you're listening to us, we appreciate it, and we are here to talk some news. Now, I wanted to open the show here with a with an audio clip. Um, 
I was suggested a video on YouTube this week. And I was hesitant to push it because I thought, eh, why waste my time? It's 10 minutes. Do I, can I squeeze this in to my oh-so-busy wrestling podcast schedule, you know? <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I did. And I thought, wow, I actually listened to it twice because I didn't know where to land on this. And I thought, I got I to gotta present this to uh, Professor Whitehouse and the icon, the showstopper, the main eventer, Daddy Cool. This is from Miro, new AEW signing, former Rusev, Miro. His uh, YouTube channel. And he's discussing what it was like showing up at AEW for the first time from WWE. And I think there's a lot that's in this, I want to say, five minutes that we're going to dissect. But I'm really interested to see what you guys think of this. So here's Miro on the epiphany that he says he had about all elite wrestling. Check this out. And um, maybe I got to explain this better. But it came into like in an epiphany type of deal, you know? And this is what my thought is. It's my just two cents. And then all the older old school uh, people are going to tear me apart or whatever. Or they're going to be like, ooh, which they already do because they just don't know. They're just old carny people. And that's one thing, one goal that we should do is just kick all the old carny people out of our business. So we can just be a happy business because let me tell you, man, as a professional wrestler, our our industry is full of carny bad people, and I just I just want them to go. I just want our play our because you know business back in the day was completely different than now, but business evolves, the professional wrestling evolves, and these people were just stuck in the '60s, man. And if you're stuck in the '60s, they're always gonna be sour, bitter for everything that anybody does. Um, but I th- Okay, so I wanted to stop it right there real quick. I heard this, and man, I got to tell you, I know what he's saying here. He's probably talking specifically about the Jim Cornettes of the world. However, I think me, partially White House, partially AC, we tend to look at some things from the old school perspective. And boy, does this remind me of Brandy saying men aren't welcome at heels, and some questionable things that some of the AEW roster has said. I feel like AEW is for everyone is complete bullshit. And I don't know how to take this as a wrestling fan who enjoys some NWA wrestling, which is old school. Now I got the new signee here on his YouTube channel telling me maybe I should just get the hell out. Do you guys see hear this the same way that I'm I'm hearing? When he... When... When when Mero said what he said, I don't know if you heard me sigh. I did. It bothered me too, a little bit is because <sighs> there's got to be a a, a a a balance. The old carny, like like the like the the shtick that I'm doing with Jay White. Do I think all that stuff that he's saying is wrong? Uh, he's wrong. No, some of it he's right, but he's too far that one end. Now you have Miro too far on the other end. I'm just looking for the proper balance in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's just, he's just an extremist on the other end. And I, I don't necessarily agree with it. You know, and he threw out that carny word. You know, he just put me, he just lumped me as a fan in one category. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to don't know how to take it. I, I just don't. I know. I don't know how to say it properly without sounding like an idiot. All I'll say is I don't fully agree with it. AC. Uh, I don't know. I think I got to hear more. You want to hear more? Okay, he definitely yeah. expands on it. Yeah, let me let me hear a little bit more before I. Okay, and if at any time, like I said, pre-show, anytime you guys want me to stop and you want to jump in, let me know. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Back to Miro. But it's that. But what I also realized is, is this. Professional wrestling is like martial arts. And by that, I mean there is so many different uh, art forms in martial arts, right? So you have martial arts, but then you have Kyokushinkai, you have judo, you have all these like uh, you have all these different styles in martial arts, right? Like Jeet Kune Do and everything that you Taekwondo, everything that you think Aikido, yeah, everything that you think of in the in the martial arts, that's part of the martial arts. Right, so professional wrestling is not much different than that, and they, they just made me realize this. When you're in this other company in New York or in Orlando, Florida, whatever you want to call it, from, they specify only in sports entertaining, right? And sports entertaining is one part of professional wrestling. So in our company, in AEW, we have sports entertaining on top of every single style that you would find around the world in one company. That I, I, I think I get what he's trying to say, but I don't necessarily think I agree with him. Mm. It's 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 nice. He might he might be right about everything he just said, saying that there's different styles, there's different art forms, there it's this, it's that. I mean, to me, saying sports entertainment is pretty broad. Like, sports entertainment is not a style of wrestling. It's it may be a it may be a a style of of how uh, WWE specifically because they like to use the word a lot or like to use that phrase a lot um would would like to present their show but this it's it i don't really see that as like okay everything that wwe does is sports entertainment and only sports entertainment i mean i you know they've kind of have a little bit of array of people now too Mm -hmm. um and uh, you know and maybe AEW because it's just one show they tie it together better um and maybe they even have maybe even a little bit more because maybe maybe a nxt is a little bit more polished than some of the things you see on AEW. but when he was talking about the martial arts and he's bringing up aikido and karate and all this stuff the, the one thing i would question him on that that that's all well and good but who the hell's paying to see that like when we talk That's about mixed point. martial arts, That's we're talking point. about UFC, and I get it. There's different art forms, but let's be honest: the majority of what they're doing in UFC is you have your you have your your ground fighting, jujitsu, wrestling. Um, yeah, some people have to throw a little judo in, but it's basically jujitsu, wrestling on the ground, 
and you have your Muay Thai or kickboxing or straight boxing on the feet, you know, we don't hear a lot about Kung Fu and Aikido, and there's been very few karate-type fighters. They've and, and even the ones that are there have had to intertwine a lot of the mixed martial arts into that. You know, just saying, just to me, just saying, well, it could be any one of these things. No, it can't. You you have to tie a lot of that together to make it entertaining and make it something that some people want to say, people want to see. So just saying is, we do all these things in AEW. That's great, uh, but that's why there are things that we see on the show that we don't like too. And I don't think I don't think that's a referendum on fans being ancient or anything. I think there may be. You know, obviously, fans are going to like different things from the eras they come from. We're, we're all that way, right? Right. Uh, but we're not. But listen, we watch every show. We do podcasts on it, and there are new things that we like. So, like, what do you mean? Like, like we're like okay, we love old school stuff. We'll also watch fucking Wrestle Kingdom at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to watch a fucking six star match. So, what? What do you like? I don't understand what he's where he's going with this. Like, I, I, I look. Is this just something he posted himself? Was this an inter- like I, I don't understand the reason behind all this? So he's doing, and you can hear in the background the nonsense noise. You can yeah, hear his yeah. voice a little bit. That was him getting subscribers during a live stream. It just mm-hmm. clicks off. Um, oh, okay. So he was basically <clears throat> live streaming, and he was just talking to his fans. Yeah, he live streams he, a lot on Twitch. So he was discussing what his first experience at AEW was like. So okay. I mean, listen. This this is why. Oh, sorry to call you off. This, okay. I I just think this is why Vince takes, you know, whether we agree or disagree on how big of a hand they take on people's social media. This is one of the reasons why, you know, yeah. AW. Okay, guys, go say whatever you want, but like, listen, I'm not sensitive. I I, I could care. I honestly I could care less what any of them have to say about me as a fan. I'll just be who I am. But point being is, there are people that are out there that could listen to this and be like. You know, f this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He just got there. He just got there. I don't. I don't know if this is the time to be having this conversation, bro. You haven't even had a match yet. You've been in two segments. He he's he's the foremost authority on what AEW is now. All of a sudden, yeah, that's the main Very reason I wanted to prevent uh, present this yeah. because it's. It, it, no, I'm glad he did. Uh, it, go ahead, White House. Uh, go ahead. No, that last the 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 second half that you played. To me, it's like I'm gonna call him Rusev because this would, you know, it sounded like Rusev, Miro, Miro mm-hmm. was trying to fit a circle in a square peg. Because I don't, I didn't agree. I don't. He you take a, you tried to take something that a, a broad, a broad phrase as sports entertainment, and it it it, it, it make it a specific thing, and it's not. Yeah, like, that, that was so weird. It's yeah. so weird. He has a weird take and, on it. It's such okay. a weird, weird take. And that's why I, I, I'll i stand by you know what I said before hearing it. This even solidifies it even more. I, just, I, I don't understand what he's trying to say. You know, <laughs> that's he probably has the a, biggest part of it, right? <laughs> yeah, he has a, he has a, he has a thing with, 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 Carney, and that definitely was Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. So if you're a fan of Jim Cornette, then you can't be a fan of Arrow. 
That's pretty much what I got out of that. Okay. And oh, sorry, what, what you know, and, and, and whatever, man. There's things I agree with Jim Cornette, but there's a majority that I don't agree with Jim Cornette. And but what I asked this, and maybe this is the wrong question to ask. When is it like? When did it? When did we start just not? It only has to be one way. Why does it? Mm. Why in everything? And why is it that if it's not this way, it's the wrong way? If it's, it has to be this way, and it's just like I remember taking classes in college and sitting in classes that yeah, I may not agreed with it, but I was just trying to learn something different than what I believe. Maybe because I can learn something that I could use. That will change something or strengthen what I already believe in. Mm. It's just, it's it's okay. Like I don't understand where if I don't agree with this guy, then I'm a carny. Or if I agree with this guy, then I'm a marrow fan. What is it? It's so. Oh my god! It's so extreme one end or extreme another. Where where, where do the common Middle go, it's, like it's completely gone. Wow, that was, White House, that was great. Um, holy shit, you're right. Everything is like this. Everything, especially with the people inside of whatever aspect you want to use, whether it's politics or uh, or wrestling. Now, I mean, so so here's here's just one thought I had. So he's he's talking about like AC. You're talking about the different styles of fighting and it's basically there's a main section that guys use right like the main four maybe different disciplines you could say that are mainly used i mean did miro ever see wcw did he does he know who eddie guerrero is and how eddie guerrero came in and changed the game with chris benoit this like there's so many like to me aew isn't doing anything that hasn't already been done and yet he still feels like he sees this for the first time and he has an epiphany. And his epiphany is to call anybody that doesn't like AEW a carny. <laughs> this is this is bizarre to me. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and you could you could you could you could uh uh uh, uh, uh cut uh, uh, um date the tape whatever the, this tape. He's not going to last long in AEW because everything he said is total against of what AEW stands for. I mean, I, I yeah, good point. Yeah, there you you talk about sports entertainment. AEW screams sports centric. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's wait, we're gonna like we're gonna do juggle apples and oranges here. Hey, WWE sports entertainment. We're sports centric. I mean, is there really a fucking difference? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Is there? No, we no, all know there right, isn't. Right. Um, here's the other thing. Dude, <laughs> now, this is going to sound funny coming from me because I hate Cornette, but I'm not an employee of AEW. I'm not on AEW TV. I don't have 500,000 followers. Why are all these guys so fucking sensitive I to what two or three guys have to say? Mm-hmm. 
Like, why do you – like, I even heard JR talking about Cornette today. Why are they so worried about it? If Do you think Jim Cornette is affecting your product at all? He isn't. He isn't. I'm telling you right now. The, the friends of mine that I have that are corny marks, they'll watch or not watch anyway. It has nothing to do with what Jim Cornette says. Nothing to do with it. Right. I'm telling you right now, it has nothing to do with it. I don't give a flying fuck what he says anyway. But I'm just, if do, is he, do you think he's hurting you in some kind of way? Why do you even care? And here's the other thing. And I'm gonna and I have I have a cool truth of the night coming up. That's gonna and it's I mean this is like a segue into the cool truth of the night almost in, in a sense. AEW when they came on the scene, I'm gonna bring it up again. We're we're independent. We're not going against anybody. We're just having our wrestling night and we have our own product we we are offering a, a another option and that's all that it is but yet here we are the more people they bring in the more we get attacks at wwe mm-hmm. the more we get attacks mm-hmm. at people on the internet the more we get trolling the more we get ego stuff like the demo god thing uh which let let's you know they could sell you right now that the Jericho demo god thing's a big deal because the ratings are going up. That name came about from the lowest rated segment the show has had. So let's we all know, like people who people who are in the know know how that game that name came about. It didn't come about it didn't come about from a rating that was extravagant. It came it came about from a rating that was terrible. Then they got their asses handed to them in that rating. And and they were upset about it. And that and listen. There's no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with friendly competition, mm-hmm. but AEW likes to act like, oh, we're not, we're, we're not against WWE. They troll all the time. You want to hear something pathetic that I just read before we came on tonight? Yes. Now, I, don't, I listen. I'm not one of these dirt sheet obsessed guys that's going to stare at the copyright office website to see what these companies are copywriting as far as names. Uh, yeah, I, I okay. <laughs> but some, <laughs> I can't remember which side it was on, but. Apparently, AEW filed some copyright names, and one of the trademarks was filed under Chris Irvine, who is... Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, yep. Million Viewer Man. Come on. Dude. Um, Are they really going to brag about that? that? That's what I'm saying. Dude, if I was Vince McMahon, I'd be like, million viewers, huh? Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> Let me remind you when you debuted on Raw with The Rock. A million <laughs> viewers? Vince McMahon would have burned the company to the ground if you only got a million viewers. Mm-hmm. That, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're, this is not a big deal. Listen, it's, it, it's a startup company. I get it. They're trying to build their ratings. It's That's all great. Dude, this is this is again where letting the inmates run the asylum and you know everybody has a voice and all this shit comes into play. Where Miro's like, yeah, you know, hey, guess what? I don't only work for AEW. I could go work in Japan. What is the point of saying that now, anyway? Considering you can't go there for God knows how long. We're in this fucking coronavirus bullshit. <laughs> and on top of that, and now we got to listen to this this carny crap. Yeah, like, to I your point, even, I don't even know what he's talking about. Well, here and here's the thing for me, like the way I take that, and White House, I'll pass it to you because I, I I'm going to ask your opinion on this because I'm going to think in terms of what he may be meant by the cornet thing. So, 
the main thing that I like about Cornette's opinion based on the old school is you can watch Jungle Boy versus Nick Jackson and you can enjoy the athleticism. But if there's no bad guy, then there's no rooting interest and there's no reason to fight. That's an old staple of professional wrestling. That goes back to the Carney days. And that's why I like professional wrestling, because it's storytelling between good and bad, depending on the situation. Right. So when I hear Miro say this, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm just supposed to shut up, swallow what they feed me, and keep my mouth shut and enjoy it. And, dude, I got to tell you guys, I'm, I'm rubbed the wrong way here with this. Oh, yeah, I'm totally rubbed the wrong way. No, no, you're fine, EC. I'm totally rubbed the wrong way. It's because he lumped me, uh, you know, being a fan of old school, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Because that's the genre that I came from, you fucking moron, Miro. (laughs) That's the genre I came from. That's what I grew up with, you goddamn idiot. So I'm still going to up. like it. Oh yeah, dude. I'm going to like the fuck out of Miro. You here, know? Here's here's the funny part about it. Just just to throw another perspective in. Oh. It. Yeah. What 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 Edwards just said. What you just talked about with Jungle Boy and Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. What you what you just talked about was NEW, fucking Crosby High School, five thousand people, two guys just. Lighting the lighting the building on fire and the whole building chant and fight forever. It's an indie way of wrestling. It's right. And, and, yes, Good but point. this is my question. He didn't come from. He didn't. Just, it's not like he spent two years on the indies and then signed with AEW. He just came from WWE. <laughs> like I don't even like. What, why is he saying this? You know, like if Brian Cage said it, I'd be like, Hey, you know what? Brian Cage may have a point. Brian Cage did Lucha Underground. Sure. Brian Cage did Impact. Brian Cage traveled the country. He did NEW. He did PWG. He, you know what I mean? Like Brian Cage, he went, he went to Australia and tag team with Flip Gordon. He went to London and he and he traveled the United States. He went to Canada. He went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So he did all these different things. Basically, he did what Nero's explaining, or Miro, wherever the fuck we're calling him, is explaining in Miro. Bro, did it? He came from WWE. What is like? What does he even mean? Like, you're, you're not even the right guy to be saying these things. <laughs> That's a really. Right, am I right? Am I wrong? It's a really like, good point. Know. It's a really good point. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. And again, maybe we should. Well, you we're show doing. Show up and do your fucking job and entertain. Like, how hard is it? I just. I, oh my god! You know, the more show, I hear I, from I, these people, it's. The less I want to watch them. <laughs> yeah, shut up and just shut up. You know what? The, the, the old LeBron James saying they said to him, "Shut up and dribble." It's. I mean, I, mm. I, that's where I'm at. That's just that's where I'm at. And it, I'm not even. And I'm not even thinking that was a political thing. This is just from a like. Just shut up and fucking wrestle, please. Mm-hmm. Just you know what? Take being. I'm gonna wait to the cool truth. I'm gonna wait to the cool truth tonight. Okay. Because okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it tonight. And there's and I you know what I didn't. Never mind. Okay, we'll we'll get there. You know, you, know, you know what? He's a fucking moron for making this comment. Is because he's talking out of both sides of his ass. Because the company he came from, the company who who started him out, who found him, is total opposite of what he's saying. 
and now he's in a company that they want to be a, a smorgasbord for everybody. You know, so so you idiot, where would you put FTR? Where would you lump them in? Oh, that's Fucking a great moron. point. That's a great point. How do you look at Tully? How do you look at Arn in the back? How do you look at Jake Roberts in the back? How do you look at all those guys that are actually trying to 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 build something there and teach these kids something? How do you look at those guys? You know what? You you know what exactly you did, Miro? Is you you did the total opposite of what I'm teaching my five and three year old. Think before you speak, you fucking moron. <laughs> AC, any final thoughts on this topic of? Uh, I mean, no. I, I mean, I think I, I think I think we covered it, man. I'm I like, so too. I'm 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 kind of, I'm actually I'm actually kind of disappointed to be honest with you. I really so am. am. I, yep. That's good I thought this was a I thought this was a guy that um, you know, was gonna, you know, put AEW like you know c- continue to another level, was gonna do some big things. Uh, I kind of like they were kind of slow burning them, bringing them in. And this makes me think maybe they're slow burning them, bringing them in because they're not really sure, you know. <laughs> like, let me ask you a question, you know. And we could we could move on from here though. If if I'm Tony Khan, mm-hmm. like, I, am I not making a phone call when I hear that? Yep. I, I, if I am, if, if I'm him, I am. I'm gonna be like, dude, like, <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Tully or Arn, I'm not trying. Mm. Yeah, 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 I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to censor you here, but. You know, let's – can we get our feet wet first? Yeah. <laughs> so, Tully Blanchard's ca- Carney. Arn Anderson with, with Cody Rhodes is Carney. Mm. That's pretty Dustin much what he's Rhodes saying, is Carney. That's what I'm getting out of it. Jake, Jake Roberts is Carney. No, you, I mean, you got – you, you know, yeah, you know what's not Carney? I guess slapping your leg on a headbutt. I guess that's not Carney. Exactly. Thank you. That's that's how I would – yes, you just spoke – there you go. That's how I'm I mean, feeling. I mean, listen, if 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 people listening, if that's what you like and you don't and you don't want people to say anything about that, I, I, I mean I, I mean I mean I'm guessing if you if you if you don't like people saying something about it, you're probably not listening to us anyway. But right. you know but, but get my point being is uh, that's not gonna make me not watch the show. But if you think that I have to sit there and just be like, oh, it's still pretty cool. No, I don't. No, I don't. Here, here's that. This is the, this this may sound like the stuck up fan thing. Like we spend our money. We spent fifty dollars on a fucking pay per view. We spent fifty dollars on pay per views. You, dude, White House is going all over the fucking country trying to track down toys, t shirts. We we already went yep. to a goddamn show. Mm-hmm. We spent, dude, we spent money that night. You know what I'm saying? Like we're consumers. All I'm saying is we have a right to an opinion. And this idea is that we don't like every little thing you do. We shouldn't watch, like. If you keep telling me something like that, I'll just not watch out of spite. Because here, here's one thing I never, you know what? Here's one thing I never hear from WWE. If you don't like it, don't watch. I never hear that. I never hear that from them. No, never. You know why? Because they're too smart to say it. And Vince is too smart to let anybody that works for him say it. Because it's a stupid take. It's a stupid take to tell your consumers that their opinion does not matter. Especially when they're there every week. And, and Edwards, I know you want to go on, but I got. And and that Carney thinks is it is an. It, oh, take that. dude, it's driving me nuts. And, and, and I'm wondering, so, like, let's be honest. 
that's it. What, what are you? What are you trying to say? We're three tooth rapists because we don't like your show? Like, where, where are we going with this? I'll just, I'll just go full lib on you. What are you trying to say about me? You know, you know what I mean? I mean, it's well, 2020. What's good for the goose, right? Well, well, but Miro, my last question, and Edward, do what you got? I'd love to interview him. I'd love to interview him. Oh, Miro, yeah. my question he would never, is, he would never do it, but I'd love to interview him. My question, my my question is, a, a, am I too carnies because I'm a smart wrestling fan? Mm. Does that make me carny? AEW. Well, you're not carny. I don't. You like the Rick, so you're okay. In Barrow's world. (laughs) Just kidding. I actually do like the Rick. I'm kidding. Smart wrestling fans are carny, so only want stupid wrestling fans that have no mind for themselves. That's. Barrow, is that what you're saying? Could I ask one more question? Yeah, I'm go sorry. Ahead. We go keep ahead. Going keep going. On. Keep going. Where are we getting this carny wrestling from? <laughs> I mean, it, I, listen, I I know there's a lot of wrestling taking place in warehouses now because Indies can't run and there's like seven people in the building. Are, are you talking about that? Because that, when I think of carny wrestling, that's what I think of. I think of like Ferris wheels that don't run properly. I don't think of shows that are on TNT. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? You know why I love hosting this show? <laughs> you guys crushed that and it was awesome. You guys brought up so many great points that I didn't even think about. Just awesome, Dude, man. He fucking pissed me off, man. He just put me in a category that I, I gotta be I honest, no I was trying to be open minded and White House fired me up. Me <laughs> 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 and White House were we were fucking we were on we were on point on that. Yes, we just kept going. <laughs> yes, oh my were. god. Well, for... I don't even want to root for the fucking guy now. No, I no, know. I know. I was excited when he came in, but hey, now Darryl, I hope Vince buries your fucking wife in WWE. How about that, douchebag? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. No, but I'm gonna root for it now. <laughs> well, get her, Vince. Get her. <laughs> I like you better when you sided with Putin. <laughs> Can't we have Putin's guy back? <laughs> Throw your hair back, you fuck. <laughs> well, going from that to maybe the opposite. And okay. I think this is very interesting as well. Um, Just playing with all our emotions tonight, huh? Yes, I am. I'm taking you guys on a roller coaster ride. Professor Whitehouse, this is uh, your man. The National Treasure, Nick Aldis, did an interview with Wrestling Inc. President Raj Geary about the state of pro wrestling today. Raj noted that the NWA appears to be bringing back the importance of promos in pro wrestling. Nick Aldis agreed, elaborating on how the industry has shifted its focus more on the in-ring work and not on promos. Now, I have some comments here for... Nick, all this, I want your take on. He says, well, that I 100% agree with. I don't know if it's shifting back. It's hard to make broad statements on the business because obviously you have one company that has such a large market share and their product is so vastly different both in terms of their execution and in their philosophy. I hope that it is because I think that to me, I think the business is 50% wrestling and 50% promo. I think that somewhere along the way in the last sort of 20 years, 
the business sort of became a little fascinated with critical sort of feedback from a very specific discerning audience. And this narrative emerged that the wrestling was most important. And I absolutely disagree with that. I think we can all agree that the overall quality from top to bottom in terms of physical talent has improved. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the overall quality of the stuff in the ring, in my opinion, this is just me talking, a big part of my employment of the industry is in suspension of disbelief. And I find it very hard to suspend my disbelief in a lot of the product that I watch now. And one of the reasons that I decided to really double down on the NWA was because I had spent my career sort of learning and working on storytelling. I'm a good athlete. I'm not going to shy away from that, but I'm not a gymnast. I see some matches. They feel like one long high spot. It's impressive, but just on a very sort of surface level, I don't get a sort of deep emotional connection from what's happening. White House, your thoughts? Spot on. It's, it, it, we talk about, how many times have we talked about getting that emotional connection? Some of the things AEW is lacking is having emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Sheeta, yes. no emotional connection. Correct. Yeah. You know, take out Nick Aldis's name for a minute, and if you just read those comments, how many people would be agreeing with that? But because it's Nick Aldis, he's NWA, small, blah, 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 blah. It's going to be shoved a little bit. But take his name out for a minute. Everything he said, he's spot on. 50% wrestling, 50% promo. That's what should be. But it's not. I 100% agree. Rusev, Krusha, Aldis, Carney, Aldis. AC, what do you got? <laughs> I, I Listen. <laughs> I, I'm all in on what he said. I think he's 100% correct. I think he's 100% correct. And I, I think White House is 100% correct. I think if it was somebody said that, that carried a little more weight, say a Cody, mm. a, mm. Uh, you know, an Adam, an Adam Cole, uh, you know, I, I, I listen, a top guy at WWE is probably not going to say things like that. It's just not in their nature. It's it's not even on the radar, you would think. I mean, but then again, who knows? Because look at Rusev. Uh, not that they'd call him a top guy in WWE, but you know what I'm saying. Um, right. Listen, uh, I agree. I, I, it's hard not to agree with what he's saying. We scream about it all the time. And and here's the, here's the other point I would go back on. Universally, everybody I know that watches AEW, they go back to Cody and Dustin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. Even even yes. Cody and and Archer. Uh, go get, listen. All all um all in. Cody and Aldis. I, I I say it. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. That should have been the main event of that show. Yep. There's no way you'll convince me differently that Nick Aldis versus Cody for the ten pounds of gold should have been the main event of All In. I don't care what they say. I, agree. I don't care what the blowback would have been. The the they Holy told a story. story. The match was great. You had yep. the you. If you wanted babyface versus heel, you had it all there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hope they're going to do more with Aldis and Bennett. And, uh, you know, because Bennett can talk, too. Uh, you can really they – may, they might be on to something there. Uh, and I hope they do more with it. And, dude, I agree with them. Dude, think about think about the guys we like the most in AEW right now. Cody. MJF. Yep. You, you, know, what, you yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. 
like it, it, when when he was talking and talking about you know fifty percent wrestling, fifty percent you know a promo, you know I'm an athlete enough, but I'm not a gymnast and a gymnastic thing. All I kept thinking of was MJF opening all in versus um, who the hell did he wrestle? Uh, it was um, Son of Havoc. Uh, mm-hmm. um, what the hell is uh, Matt Cross? There Matt Cross. Yep. And MJF was went to do a dive and he stopped and he goes, "I don't need to dive to get over." And and I, that was the guy I saw in the Indies and I and I was like, "Thank God he's he's that guy." And now we and he's taken that to another level. And you, all my friends that are half in half out in AEW. You bring up MJF, best in the game right now. Best in the game. The mm-hmm. only guy I like more is they might like one guy more, two guys more, but that's it. You know what I mean? And think about that for a minute. They're not, they're not, you know. And I, this is not to knock different guys, but they're not saying Ray Phoenix. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not even telling you Darby Allen, you know. And I think Darby has a following, but he's not going to be the top guy. You know what I mean? Like. Everybody universally believes that Cody and Kenny Omega are the top guys in AEW, and MJF is the future, right? I mean, yes. I mean that's where we're at. And I mean, it, it, from what Nick Aldis is saying, it's Cody and not Kenny. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, and I, it's, this is what I hope for a young guy like Jungle Boy. I hope there's somebody. Have, I don't. Have we heard him talk yet? You know what I mean? Like, could we get that other side of him too? That that might. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. We don't know yet. But good point proven, what Edwards brought up before, we want to see Jungle Boy versus Nick Jackson. Imagine if Jungle Boy could talk and could actually be his own character mm-hmm. doing with that, then maybe it isn't an indie match. Exactly. So, that would be the difference. So, so all this is right. Yeah, you're you're backing his point there. You know I'm not, I'm, dude, it's hard not bro. to, bro. Just, it's just, hard not just to. Sheeta, Sheeta, one hundred percent. Another example. Mm-hmm, true. Another yep. example. Yeah, man. Uh, I got to tell you too, from listening to these back to back. Well, not listening, but reading all this back to back. He's a lot smarter than Miro. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but he he's corny. <laughs> and if I if I agree with that, I mean Tony Khan. And again, you AC, you brought it up with WWE and Vince and controlling them on social media and this and that. Tony Khan might not approve with what Miro said, but. If I'm going to take what Miro said to heart, then maybe I'll just watch NWA Power from now on and instead yeah, on maybe. on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock, you know? Hey, listen, Mike Bennett's there. I'm down. Hey, all this is on the run. I'm down. I'm always down with that. Aldis is stunned. I like the bus. I like the bus White House balls about Aldis. This is fun. <laughs> it's not like I don't think the guy's good. No, of course. I yeah, love yeah. them in fucking TN, TNA is madness. Sure. I call him Magnus to break his balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he was good. Especially when, too, they, so. when they brought back the main so, event mafia and, and he had oh, the suit on. God, oh, yeah. he, he had him in that. Oh, he actually, but he good. actually, he fit the, he fit he the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He fit the persona. Yep. Now, now, you know, it's funny you just brought this up, Edwards. Magnus, Max, you know, you have me saying it, you fucking asshole. <laughs> 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 All this is combat. Would be Carney to Mark Miro. Yes, it's what I mean. It's what it sounds like, right? I mean, yeah. It's funny. It's funny coming from a guy who got over on Twitter screaming Rusev Day. 
Like, you didn't get over where your in-ring work. <laughs> That's another great no, point. You definitely get over with your promos, buddy, because you suck at that. <laughs> he got over with Rusev Day. You had to have your and hot he, wife cut your promos, pal. And, and not in and, and Braden English or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, I don't even... I, I totally botched his name. What was that? I know who you... Yeah, I know who you mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody out there like, who... Ooh, Braden English. English, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I sound like I sound like Firehawk. I've been talking to him too much lately. Well, but, you know, you know. Shout out to our boy King Firehawk. More news on that down the road. But the one of the funniest things about King Firehawk ever is how he can never remember the name of the Young Bucks or Matt and Nick. Oh, it's great! You know the two the two kids over there. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about the uh, the young guy, the Bullet Club guy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. he, yeah. What, so, what was that kid's name from that? He was in the tag team with um. Oh shit! The Vod Villains, right? Aiden English. Aiden, Aiden that's English. what it was. Aiden. Yes, I, you I said Braden. You were close. I was pretty. I was a lot closer than I thought I was. Hell yeah! <laughs> Aiden English. That's right. There you go. White House, where you're waiting? You're letting me sink over here. You should have said it a lot sooner. <laughs> I think he wanted to watch you drown. Yeah, he did. Pretty much. Not gonna lie. Payback's a bitch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the current state of wrestling from Miro and Nick Aldis. Uh, let us know where you land. Right? They can tweet us, right, AC? They can. Where can they? Cool Truth PP. Cool Truth PP. Tweet us. Let, let us know what you think of these comments. Um. Yeah, let's take a walk uh, down memory lane here. You guys ready? Yes. White House. History. On this day. On this day. In. this day 27 years ago WCW presented Fall Brawl in attendance was 6,000 watching at homes 95,000 your dark match of the evening Eric Watts defeated Bobby Eaton now I want to stop there for a second okay There's a certain word, and and this this time this time you know you got Watts' dad there. What's that word I'm looking for? The, the definition of uh, oh, when you uh, do a friend a favor by getting them a or job a family or, relative yeah. a favor. AC, what's the word? Uh, now I'm sinking here. AC, come on. Oh, now we're gonna do Firehawk. Um. Uh, Jesus. Wait, wait, say that again. When you when you when you hire somebody or when you do something for a family or family relative, there's a word, and I was practicing this word tonight, and I just <laughs> be sure I had it, and now after everything, all the emotional roller coaster ride I went on, <laughs> I lost. Do a favor for a family member. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna hire your brother at the bar over somebody more qualified. There, there, there's, it's, uh, the companies go. You, 
It's not collusion. It's like a... Come on. Why can't I think of it? I'm, sorry, I'm drawing a total... DJ point. Stames is screaming at his radio right now. Right? Oh, of course he is. He, he always is. <laughs> well, anyway, Eric Watts is the definition of poster child of that. Yeah, I agree. Because this dude did nothing at all in the spots that he was in. And, oh my God, it's just... When I see his name, I just shake my head. Um, this match, I do. I don't remember much of the card, but I do remember watching this match uh, years ago. Lord Steven Regal defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the WCW TV title. Mm, now that match was fucking good. Speaking of Carney, Regal is dude. I love his the way he works or did dude, work. I do, man. Unbelievable. Oh my god, so good, so good. But he and that run. When, when he was in the King of the Ring run towards the end of his career, mm-hmm. dude, I was actually pulling for him to win that stupid thing. Yep. It was just so fucking good. He still it's, had it at the end. Yeah. Yep. It was just so good. Charlie Norris defeated Big Sky. Two Colt Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell defeated Paul Orndorff and the Equalizer. Ice Train defeated Shanghai Pierce. The Nasty Boys defeated Arn Anderson and Paul Roma for the WCW Tag Team titles. That fucking guy had five different... I mean, God. The tag team partners that he had and won tag team titles with. I just tell you. God. Um, <laughs> Cactus Jack went over on uh, Yoshi Khan. And uh, Rick Rude defeated Ric Flair to win the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. That was when the big gold was the international belt because, remember, Ric Flair brought it to WWE. Oh, yes. Okay. So they didn't have it. So then the WCW had their heavyweight championship that, you know, I kind of lumped that with Luger's run with, when he had Harley Race as his manager. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, Sting had it once or twice, and Vader had it a couple times. Those were the guys that really had that old WCW heavyweight. It looked good. It just wasn't big gold. Right. wasn't the same. Yeah. And then after Flair's run in WWE, F, he brought back big gold. And they called it the International uh, Championship. Uh, Rick Rude had it. Barry Windham had it. Uh, but the main event was... <laughs> uh, do you remember when I when I say this, you're gonna do you remember they did these sometimes during the paper before the pay per views, they did these movie trailers as their you know promos to Yeah. Well remember, let me give this one for you, Edwards. Sting, Davy Boy Smith, Dustin Rhodes, Shockmaster. <laughs> wow. Defeating Sid Vicious, Big Van Vader, and Harlem Heat. And I have a question for you. What was Harlem Heat's individual names then? Oh, then. Then. So Booker T and Stevie Ray. Before that. Is off the table. What was that? 
I just said Booker T and Stevie Ray is off the yeah, table. Yeah, but they had, they, they, had, they had individual names. Right. Do you remember them? No. Cole and Kane. Was it Kane? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So the reason why I brought that up, one, the Shockmaster, we all remember, we all remember <laughs> the Saturday night tobacco mm-hmm. on Ric Flair's show. But uh, the, the movie trailers they used to do, I think AC sleeping. The movie trailers, <laughs> they, the movie trailers they used to do, and I remember this one because it was so bad. You had Sting, really wasn't a good actor. You had Davy Boy, and you had Dustin, and you had Sid. They're all. I think they had the shark thing during this fall brawl, and the boat. It was, just, it was, it was awful. But that's just that's just I chuckled. You know, so that was your WCW pay-per-view fall brawl 27 years ago. All right, so I have two words for you. We were talking about favoritism. Nepotism. Nepotism. That's it. That was the next word I was going to. All right. Nepotism. Eric Watts is the definition (laughs) of nepotism. You look up the word nepotism in the Webster's Dictionary, it's going to have a picture of Eric Watts right there. You know, you know, we're gonna get a verbal lashing from Stames. Oh yes, absolutely. We're gonna get our asses reamed. But he's gonna be happy that you came in. You came in and clutched up there and let us know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be happy for that. All right. Next now, history lesson. A little more interesting. Now, let me end this though. Now, again, I know WCW. That was not their peak at that time. But when they brought Davey Boy Smith in. From his run with WWF. Tell me they didn't lose something as a white hot baby face. He should have had at least one WCW title run. Davy? Davy. He had a feud with Vader when Vader was the champ. And there was one time, there was one match where I really thought they had a shot for him to go over, but Vader could get it back again. But he should have had at least one run as the champ at the time, because other than Sting, he was your only hot baby face. And that run, he was really, he was, he was white hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've lost something. One of my, my problem is with WCW. It's not a, it's not a problem. My problem personally, like not looking back on it is my cousin used to show me WCW shows and I saw the worst thing, blah, blah, blah. But I never got into it like weekly until literally the outsider thing happened because it was like hall match and it was like it was like when you were really tight in a wrestling group of people they were like you gotta watch this and luckily you know i i i feel like the first wcdw pay-per-view like we ever got at the house was bash at the beach like i was trying to i I was Mm. trying to think about it a couple weeks ago and i feel like we we wanted that one bad because me and my brother and uh, friends of mine who are over, we got really into the outsider thing. So, like, everything before that, when you guys, like, bring it up, I, like, I remember some things, and then, like, other things, I'm just, like, total blank. Oh, I, I, was a, I, was, right. I was I was one of the ones always in it. I never left uh, before that. Uh, uh, yeah, I always stuck around. 
I think I was, you know, I was probably the... in between you. Well, you, you know why? Because you're a carny, so you would you would. That's true. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> back in the '80s, when the Saint fans wore the bags over their head, yeah, that was me as an NWA slash. I, I mean, we. Stuff. I mean, with this story out, King Firehawk's a carny. Edwards is a carny. Mm-hmm. Yep. A bunch of carnies are on here. Because <laughs> I, I actually did watch this pay per view. Um, I remember most of the some of this. I mean, if he thinks you guys are, what is he? If he thinks you guys are carnies, what does he think of like people who watch ECW at two AM on fucking MSG? Oh jeez! <laughs> oh, like, what are you? Like, what are you? Like, are you a mind reader? Segway? <laughs> what segway? Oh, really? Years ago today. Oh, <laughs> listen, I gotta throw this out there. This is not set up. This is totally random. I just got to say this for the listener. He does we it all the time, I ladies and gentlemen. no idea you were going there at all. <laughs> ECW presents Anarcher in... Anarchy? Anarcher, Anarchery rules. That's why they call me the icon, baby. <laughs> the showstopper. <laughs> this, this was an important pay-per-view one. Because it was 6,000 in attendance, 92,000 in homes, the largest crowd for original ECW live event. Mm. This was also Taz's, and I remember watching this on pay-per-view, this was Taz's last pay-per-view, ECW pay-per-view, as a full-time performer. Do you know why? Back injury? Neck? Nope. I was going to say neck. Nope. Okay. Nope. This was because he would debut at the Royal Rumble oh. as a surprise mm. opponent for Kurt Angle in January. Okay. That was Maybe sad. that's why I thought neck injury, because <laughs> Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel so, like that was so quickly. Like, I feel like yeah, it's so quickly. Yeah, so this was September of the show. Uh, so this was this was the final ECW pay-per-view for Taz. Yeah, was proper, or, contrary to popular belief, he did not leave straight away for the WWF. He wrestled one last show two months later in the in November, uh, November to remember, before taking his talents to Stanford. He just wasn't on TV. This was his last. This was his last show. Okay. So gotcha. this, yes, this card though, I'll tell you. Well, this was this was a good card. Let's have it. Lance Storm. Lance Storm defeated Jerry Lynn. Okay. Jazz defeated uh, Tom Marquez. Nova and Chris Chetty fought Simon Diamond and Tony DeVito to a no contest. My God, Chris Chetty and DeVito. Yeah. Is this is this on the network? Do we is this on WWE? This this one's on the network. Yeah. No, I gotta go back and watch this. To Jerry defeated Super Crazy. And little Guido in a three-way <laughs> dance. Tajiri was awesome. I used to love him. Yes. Crazy defeated Guido. Okay. And then Tajiri defeated Crazy for to win the three di- three-way dance. Remember, their three-way dances were elimination. Yes. So Yeah, I kinda miss those matches. I'd, l- I'd like to see those two. again. I miss those two. Uh Justin Credible defeated Sabu, which was a really good match on this card. And uh, I was—I'm not—I'm not ashamed to admit I was a Mike Awesome fan in ECW. Mike Awesome defeated Tanaka and Taz three-way dance to win the ECW Heavyweight Championship. 
awesome to awesome and Tanaka to pin Taz, and that's when Taz was walking out, and the whole the whole entire back room back uh, back um, locker room locker room. Thank you. Came out and clapped as this was a goodbye to Taz. That was ninety nine. Yeah. What? Uh, where was it? Chicago. Oh shit. You know, I keep thinking of when I think of Taz ECW, I, I think of those Billy promos. He, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the promos yeah. used to cut like in the alley with the towel over his head. Yeah. He, yeah. you could barely see him. He's, dude, those that shit was fire. It, it, was, awesome. it was. I used to awesome. stay up so late on Saturday nights to watch yeah, yeah, it on man. fucking MSG then, at two a.m. <laughs> and then awesome uh, pin Tanaka. And if I remember correctly, he put Tanaka through a couple tables before this pin. Uh, I gotta Mike go back awesome, and watch that. Mike Awesome just was any WCW just just castrated Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome in ECW was really what it was. He was awesome. Yeah, you know what's weird uh, about that? I never got into Mike Awesome because I thought he he didn't fe- he just didn't feel right to me in ECW. Right. But then yeah. when he went to WCW, it didn't work. It because and it wasn't his fault. Like I uh, I felt like he belonged in WCW, you know. And then yeah. when he finally got there, it didn't. Yeah, it's matter. such a shame. Yeah. God, it's, such a... it's crazy yeah. to think about how small and fucked up ECW was, and then you hear the names that went through there. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like what? Listen to this one. <laughs> so, so the next match you got Tommy Dreamer and Raven. They defeat Chris Cornino and Rhino to retain the ECW World Tag Team Champions. Wow! In your main event, Rob Van Dam. Defeats Balls Mahoney to retain oh, the balls. W <laughs> World Television title. That, dude, that is a stacked card. That is, man. Dude, I got to go card. back and watch that shit, dude. That dude, it was stacked. fucking good. And, the, the, and, 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 and I, oh, my God. I haven't seen this card in so long. The, the matches that will stand out. The Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn to start was really good. I think I remember that being... That was really good. Ahead of its time, I guess you could say. Yes. Okay. Jerry Lynch, Lynch so Storm. fucking good. Another guy, just like an underrated career you just don't think about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Tigeri Little Guido with Super Crazy 3-Way Dance was good. Justin yeah. Incredible Sabu was good. The Mike Awesome winning the World Heavyweight Championship was good. The tag team match with Tommy Dreamer Raven, that was good. And the Rob Van Dam, you know, Dude, I got I got to say one thing. Fuck, fuck Justin Incredible. Fuck that guy. He's he's from my town. He's Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard some stuff. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. Well, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Moving on, we won't get into it. All right. 12 years ago today. <laughs> I mean, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I'll leave yeah. it there. 12 years ago today. Bring a on the internet, you can find out. Presented Driven 2008. Boston University, Boston, Massachusetts. Totally Card driven. Follows. Austin Aries. Wow, that's defeats Delirious. That's a long time ago. Sarah Del Rey defeated Jesse McKay. Delirious was still the Booker then. <laughs> Brett Albright <laughs> and Eric Stevens. Now this tag team was a blast from the past. I, oh. Sweet and Sour Incorporated. Adam Pierce and Eddie Edwards. Wow. Wow. 
That yes. was way Chris Hero defeated Jerry Lynn. Can we stop right here for a second? Yes, go. Why isn't Chris Hero... uh, Is he still in NXT? No, they let him go. They let him go again? Why hasn't he been something bigger? Well, because he got bigger. Well, I I know that, but he never... Dude, I thought he was going to be something. I think they held that against him, though. They did. They really do. They did. They won't come out and say it, but they fucking did, and it was a shame. It's not his fault. Yeah, I I really liked him back in the day. He's great, dude. You know, you know what I love when when he left when he left there the first time and I went back on the Indies. He formed that tag team with JT Dunn, Death by Elbow. That shit was yeah. So, that shit so was good. good. They were so fucking stiff in that shit, man. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. When they land those elbows, they yeah, land man. Those Yo, and JT he Dunn is he like what's that? JT Dunn, is he going to get somewhere eventually? I, I, I hope so. But dude, he's small. Dude. I know. I know he's... I know. That's the thing. You know? if, it, if Like, we were talking about with AEW doing, like, an, an X Division with a different name. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I think that could be, like, a landing spot for him. Because it's not only that he's small, but he's not jacked and small. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Dude, this is a. I'm not body shaming fucking JT Dunn because he could go with anybody. I've seen him with Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, John Moxley. You know, I've seen him with all these guys. Dude, he could. Dude, he could go with anybody. Yeah, you sent me it's some just, of his shit. What two years ago, maybe? And I was like, damn, this is impressive. And, and he, yeah, and he's like, it, it's indie shows, so it's a little bit different. But dude, he's got he's got some of that psychology down, uh. bro. He had. He had a sick run. It was like a three-ray run with uh, Ciampa and Paul London in XWA that they kind of like went in and out of for like two years, which was awesome. And you're like, dude, think about it. He was working Ciampa and Paul London. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're telling, mm-hmm. yeah. you're telling me he couldn't do something on NXT right. or AEW or Impact. Or, he, he probably can. It's just He just probably just needs the break. You know, he just needs a yep. break. Yep. But I, I hope, I honestly, I hope so because he's he's so talented, so talented. So Brian Chris Hero, De- yeah, Chris Hero defeated Jerry Lynn. Okay, Brian Danielson defeated Claudio Castanelli. Oh, oh. God! <laughs> For those that don't know, oh, God, Cesaro. His name is Cesaro, yes, and Brian Danielson is obviously Daniel Bryan. Um. Claudio Castanelli and Go Zaki. How did he never become a top guy? Chozaki. Don't know. In a three-way elimination match. I don't know. I, 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 to life of me, I, I don't understand it. That will puzzle wrestling fans forever. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I, and I, here's the thing. You will never get an argument either. There will never be anybody be like, nah, he's not that good. Everybody's like, I know, bro. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get everybody it. wants it. The if Briscoes they did it tomorrow they would mark for it. The Briscoes defeated uh, Narco Butcher and the Vulture Squad, Jacksaw and Ruckus. I don't remember. Is that, that. Necro it, Butcher? What's that? Do you say I Necro? It was Necro, Necro. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yes. Remember, okay. remember, remember, right? remember that show? Remember that fucking movie with uh, the, the Chronicles of Riddick, the Necro Mongers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the tag team of Jason Blade and Kenny King in a tag oh, okay. scramble match. Fucking Jason Blade. 
Yeah. Nigel McGuinness, your Ring of Honor champion, defeated Roderick Strong to retain the ROH championship. And their main event. Think about that. That was Roddy Strong. was fucking ROH in 2008. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. I can't even, like, fathom that. You thought Nigel McGuinness would be your main event because he's one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions of all time. Yes, he is. Your main event. El Generico. And Kevin Steen oh. defeated oh. the Age oh. of the Fall. Oh. oh, this tag team, mm. the Age of the Fall. Mm. Jimmy Jacobs mm. and Tyler Black, dude, win the ROH World Tag Team Championship. I guarantee you, I didn't watch this one, and I'm gonna how find was, that. Was, I want to watch this half match. WWE roster on this card. AC, that, you said it earlier. ECW right. card stacked. Listen to that card. That card. Oh my God. That main event. Shut the Kevin place Owens. You, Ke- you got you got fucking Kevin Owens. You got you got Sami Zayn and you got Seth Rollins. Yep. yep. WWE and, marks. And, El Generico yeah. is Sami Zayn. And for us hardcores, Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacobs yeah, sure. now TNA doing some writing yes. behind the guy yeah. scenes. Good for him. Dude, but, what? A- Art. Hell of a car. Oh, I want to watch that even more than I want to watch me too. that. <laughs> I want to go watch that. I did not see this. Dude, I want to go. Oh, God. All right. To close out. Dude, as, dude, White House is doing his research. Yeah, you're bringing it, man. I am. I, am. I love this. It's so much fun. Good, so, good thing we didn't hold you to a 90 seconds. Yeah, how about it? <laughs> so, the last one of the evening. <laughs> the last one of the evening. Ten years ago. And I did this because a week from... Now today is uh, is the Clash of Champions uh, on, on pay-per-view. Uh, all the championships are on the line. So in honor of that, That'll take, take 10, weeks, 10 years bro. ago today, we had WWE presents the Night of Champions from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, uh, here we 13, go. 13,851 in attendance. I know you're going to bring up already. Just... 165,000, and I'm doing just this just for you. 165,000 watching on pay per view. That's 100,000 down from 2009's edition. Wow. The dark match. I can't fucking believe this was the dark match. The dark match was John Morrison defeating Ted DiBiase Jr. Wow. That was the wow. dark match? Wow. Okay. That's Yo, I'd kill for some Ted DiBiase Jr. right now. Oh, man. Or, De- yeah. or some Dolph Johnny Ziggler. Mundo. Yeah, yes. Huh. Dolph Ziggler defeated Kofi Kingston to retain the Intercontinental title. Racism. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, this, uh, Kent, Kent State best wrestler. Which <laughs> show defeated CM Punk. Fucking bullshit is that. Can I hear that again? Fucking bull! The Big Show defeats CM Punk. Bullshit. Oh, hold on! I had something in my ear. Can I say it again? <laughs> Daniel Bryan <laughs> defeated the Biz by submission to win the United States Championship, hmm. and this was his first title in the WWE. This was after he was fired and brought back. Oh, he beat his uh, trainer there, right? Beat his the trainer, story, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, Michelle McCool defeated Molina to win the to win. The Divas to and unify the Divas and Women's Championships 
And they, just what they needed two women's titles back then. And then yeah. they <laughs> then they retired that women's belt and they went with that stupid fucking ugly butterfly diva's belt. Right. Uh, a, lot of, a lot a lot of smokes wore that belt, all right? Have respect. True that. Yes. So that belt was so ugly. Um Kane de- Kane defeated Undertaker in a no holds barred match to retain big the big uh the big gold belt. Um Cody Rhodes Drew McIntyre defeated, I loved this tag team, the Hart Dynasty that made up of Tyson Kidd and David Hart Smith, mm-hmm. the Usos, Santino Morella, and Vladimir Kozlov. Oh, God. And Evan Bourne and Mark Henry in a tag team turmoil to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. I don't remember Rhodes McIntyre. But they did. Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre held the WWE Tag Team titles. Wow. The Usos defeated Hart Dynasty. Fucking bullshit. The Usos defeated Santino Morella and Klausloff. Evan Bourne, Mark Henry, defeats the Usos. And then Cody and Drew defeat Evan Bourne and Mark Henry to become your champs. What a and weird then, tag. Then, Evan Bourne and Mark Henry. What a yeah. weird tag. Right? And then the main event. AC's been waiting for this. The main event. Randy Orton defeats Sheamus. The douchebag John Cena. <laughs> Wade Barrett. Edge. And Chris Jericho. In a six-pack elimination challenge match. To win. The WWE Championship. Or I, I, I like Randy Orton. Orton defeats Jericho. <laughs> Again. Cena with the shovel on edge. Barrett defeats... Yes! Wade Barrett defeats John Cena. Cheated. Randy Orton. You should. He's a heel. Randy Orton Nexus. defeats Wade Barrett. <laughs> And then Randy Orton defeats Sheamus. That is your main event. And the last thing I got for this evening. I got to tell you, I want to watch that RH card and that ECW card yeah. way more than that fucking right? Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. and the last thing I have for you guys, September 19th is Renee Young's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday Mrs. Renee. Moxley. 35 years young. So that is this evening in history. White House, hell of a history this week. That was fun, gentlemen. I can't. Awesome, bro. Awesome. I'm going to watch me some Tajiri tomorrow and then (laughs) hopefully do some ROH old cards. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely doing it. That was... I, I let you spread it out. That was, I like how you did that. It was good. That was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, so let's get back into the news, shall we? Yes. We have, I think this is hella interesting. I didn't hear it, but I'm going to listen to the whole show. But this is a, a news article with quotes from the great Eric Bischoff, 83 Weeks podcast this week. Mm. They were talking about the Patriot, Del Wilkes. And let's shout out Del Wilkes in case he's listening because 
we all could have interviewed him. King Firehawk did interview him back in the day, and I believe he follows all of us on Twitter still. So the whole network interviewed him except me and you. Yeah, yeah, because even Ferrara did he? Yeah, well, Ferrara has I all the greats. The Patriot. I I know Del Wilkes. I, oh, here we go. Now we're My going friend. on a tangent. Here we go. My friend Del Wilkes. You don't know who I know, AC. You don't know. You don't know who. I, all right. Anyway, um, I like your movies. <laughs> so they're all right. So Bischoff is talking to Conrad about Del Wilkes and why he wasn't able to break through as a single star. Bischoff said that the Patriots' mic skills were subpar. And that opened up a whole discussion about the importance of promos and how cable news hosts cut better promos than most wrestlers today. These are quotes from Eric. I'm going to read there. It's a little long winded, but I'm going to run through it because I think it's all of it's important. Bischoff's quotes. I've been thinking a lot about promos and the narrative. We use terms in wrestling that are different than terms in other forms of television and entertainment. Promos is one and Booker's is another. It's the elements of storytelling and the presentation that allows you to advance a story or character. That's the reason you do a promo, to advance a story or character. Any story is going to need some dialogue and that can't just happen in the ring. It can manifest in the ring and we can see things physically happening that are a part of the overall story or narrative, but they're only a part. And this goes back to what all this is saying. Um, You can't complete the picture or story. Or add the level of detail to that story to make it really compelling without a sufficient amount of narrative from the characters involved. I believe it more now than ever. I've been doing some research into where has the audience gone. Last October 14th, 2019, SmackDown premieres on Fox. 3.4 some odd million viewers. Fucking awesome. A month later, they're down to 2.5 million. Where did those million people go? What are they doing today? How come they're not watching next Friday? This is pre-COVID, stated Bischoff. Quote, one million people showed up because they heard the restaurant was opening its doors. They came in, ordered a meal, and they left and never came back. I would like to know why. If I'm Tony Khan and I'm looking at my current situation, I would sit back and go, hmm, when we premiered last October, we opened with 1.4 million people. Now we're fighting tooth and nail to get to a million. And by the way, pre-COVID, we were averaging 850 to 900,000. Where did those 500,000 viewers go? How come they showed up for the premiere, they sampled it, may have ordered an appetizer or a meal, and they left and never came back? I would really want to know. The one question that nobody ever asks about fucking anything, whether it's politics, entertainment, or whatever, it's why. Why did those people leave and where did they go? I have a theory and my guess or instinct tells me that the 18 to 49 demo my sense is that those people are watching the news. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Bischoff says, look at Tucker Carlson's 18 to 49. Look at I CNN's 18 to 49. Took the word out of my mouth. <laughs> look at MSNBC. That was the I wrestling audience. Horrible. Where have they gone? They've gone to cable news. Why have they gone to cable news? Because cable news is more like professional wrestling than professional wrestling is. Their promos are fucking awesome. I think that's where the audience has gone. Cable news is more entertaining than professional wrestling, said Bischoff. AC, I'll start with you. They they cut about each other. Yes, they do. He brought brought up the guy. I mean, who's the guy I would go to? Tucker Carlson, right? Mm -hmm. Right away. 
not not only not only did he bring up the guy, he brought up the guy who calls out the other guy. Mm-hmm. Fredo Cuomo, Chris <laughs> Cuomo, right? Yep. CNN's resident weightlifter. You know, you hear him say it. It's they, hilarious. Right? They have better feuds, right? <laughs> they have better feuds. <laughs> so much better. So Hannity, come on. I mean, Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram could cut a better promo than half of pro wrestling right now. Let's be honest. It's true. Uh, let's be, but, hey, listen, forget cable news. Have any of you watched the president in his, you know, friendly protest rallies that he's calling them? This guy is cutting promos on everybody. (laughs) I mean, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you like think take the politics at it for a second, just take it at face value, just just for pure entertainment value. Mm -hmm. If you were to sit there and listen to that guy, if you watched his speech in Wisconsin the other night, he like I could go on all day. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I must have rewinded like three, four times and re-listened to something I thought was hilarious just to laugh at it. It's, I mean, Bischoff's, he's on to something here. Um, I mean, listen, I don't want to use politics to to trash pro wrestling because I like pro wrestling to take me out of that mode because I'm very much in a political mode right now. Mm. But pro wrestling kind of takes me out of it. It kind of brings me away from it for a second. But when you talk about that aspect of it, he's 100% correct. It's not even close. It's, it's I mean, and let's be honest, 90% of what's on cable news is a fucking work anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> what, where's the difference? It's true. White House? Eric, Eric, you, it's hard to argue his points. You can try, but once he brings up the name, Carson Tucker... And you look at the that eighteen to forty nine blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. He's backing. He's here's the thing. He's giving you information. He's giving you his opinion. It's a, 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 a it's a, an educated opinion because he's been there, did that, and he's backing his opinion up with 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 fact factual numbers to support that opinion of his. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to go against what he's saying, as much as you would want to, because they're watching the goddamn news. Uh, yeah, the, the state of everything we're in—that's what a lot of people are doing, and I think he's got a point. I thought it's this hard was, to argue it. I thought this was ingenious because when I read it the first time, I thought to myself, Wednesday nights. Now with you, White House, because I've been doing these shows the past few months with you guys. Uh, Wednesday nights, we text each other about wrestling. But, I mean, since we've been locked down, AC, you and I have, (laughs) before I came back with you guys here on The Cold Truth, uh, we're texting each other about Tucker Carlson every night. Right, right, and it, I think so, it's interesting. Something like, along those lines. Yeah, and it's we we try to throw in a show or a documentary here or there, but right. I mean, the the the, the vast majority of our conversations end up being, you know, COVID, riots, election, you know, the mm-hmm. big stuff. Now, I agree with his point. His main point: eighteen to forty nines are probably watching cable news, but is the why? He said, "Let's ask why." Is he correct on the why? Is it because of the promos? Is it more entertaining? Are the feuds between CNN and Fox News, is that a better feud than AEW and NXT? 
Is he right about the entertainment aspect of it? Or is it just that people are wanting to know what the hell's going on with uh, COVID? And, could be a combination yeah. of every all of it. It, it could be <laughs> wanting to know what's going on with the whole COVID thing. But I think the rivalry is everybody against Trump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's more entertaining is you want to hear what's next. What are they trying to accuse him of next? You know, it's. It, it, I think it goes beyond that, though, because I do think there's a, there is a very there's an entertainment value to cable news right now. It's not your cookie cutter. Here's your news, whatever. You have you you have a personality like Tucker Carlson, right? Mm-hmm. And he's very good. Like he gets in his opening monologue, and you know how he does that. He'll when when he re, when he knows he he got one over on the Dems, he'll go, oh. You know, you ever hear? Him, yes, oh. yes. Or, or her do that goofy laugh he does. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you just, you basically just did it. <laughs> I can't even do it. You did it. But you you do, bought me with that. <laughs> he'll do, but he'll do, he'll do that. But, but also, they're very. They obviously bring on personalities too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yes, people that have a a credibility. But they're also bringing on personalities. Like there's 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 something behind Hannity putting Dan Bongino with Geraldo Rivera and him putting Leo Terrell with Larry Elder, and they've broken all that up lately because they all keep agreeing with each other now. You know what I mean? But you you see, and look at the cable news ratings; they're insane. They're only gonna get they're only gonna get better too. Dude, you bring the cable news ratings are only gonna get better. You bring up a good point. And Bischoff brings up a good point, too. Now, when you said uh, Bongino and Geraldo, I thought to myself, that's Jake the Snake and Archer. It's their <laughs> turn. They're going to talk for 10 minutes, whatever, you know? That's basically, yeah. Right, right, right. You're seeing right. the roster, you know, go through. Old school, new school, the, the, the mm-hmm, whole thing, mm-hmm. and, you know, yep. you know, different, different, you know, diff- a little bit of a different era, but mm-hmm. agree on some, maybe not agree on the other, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Very interesting very. thought. So... We're going to stick with uh, politics for this next one. And then we're going to get some cool truth of the week from AC. But before we do, now this is a week old. I had this saved last week. So when I read earlier this week, it was actually earlier this two weeks ago. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. All right. right. You guys sitting down. White House, grab your chair. With your oh, hand. I am, because I, 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 I remember vaguely seeing okay. this. Okay. Yes. AC, uh, take I a am. drink. This is going to be okay. tough. Okay. okay. Hall of Famer Mick Foley, a guy that we all know and love, spoke out against President Donald Trump in a series of tweets. Yeah. Foley asked how anyone could support him following Trump's comments to Bob Woodward about playing down the severity of COVID-19 to avoid panic. This is a quote from Mick Foley's Twitter. I did not intend to get this involved in the 2020 election, but there is simply too much, all in caps, too much to lose to stay quiet. I do think this is a matter between right and wrong. I think that democracy is at stake. I really do feel like future generations are going to study this period of time and wonder how we stood by and let so much go wrong. I want to be on the right Mm. side of history. Mm. Foley also noted how wearing a mask during the pandemic has become politicized, recalling a run-in that he had with some individuals outside a South Carolina convenience store 
who ridiculed Foley, who ridiculed Foley, excuse me, for wearing one. This is Mick again. I said, I'm wearing this to keep you safe, Foley recalled. I don't know. We lost something along the way, and it's been aided and abetted by the president, who seems way more concerned with being reelected than he does with keeping us safe. Deep down, I need to feel like I'm doing what I can. I know the country's very divided, and I have a pretty diverse following. But as things progress in this administration, I just felt like we were going down a really bad and dangerous path. I just wanted to have some public record for my children and grandchildren to point to decades down the road to show that their father or their grandfather at least tried to do something. Gentlemen, to me, this goes to... I mean, I agree with him. Everything is very divided right now. And he does have a diverse following. But this is one of those classic examples of hearing your heroes speak. You know, we mentioned earlier, shut up and dribble. Shut up and be a Hall of Famer. You know, this is what happens when people start talking about politics. And now it affects, for me personally, the way I'm viewing Mick Foley the information McFoley is getting, the information McFoley is believing. Is McFoley taking a step, the steps that we do to uh, cross-check the information we get on the news? I don't know. What do you guys think? Because uh, I would really just wish people would keep their mouths shut once in a while, especially when it comes to politics. Um, it sounds like he's late to the party, right? I mean, this that you're going to use the Woodward book to... This is where, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, it's it's hard for me right now because it, we, we talked about it a few minutes ago. We follow it so closely that this is just another niche in the whole, you know, whatever. The, the niche in the whole system or what they're doing against the president or whatever. So. I, I think we take it differently than maybe other people would. Like this, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. You're believing what he said to Woodward. Like to me, this that that information wasn't groundbreaking. I, I think what you have to look, at, and this is where people need to do the research and actually listen. Is um, the, Glenn Beck says this all the time about Trump, and it's very true. Don't listen to what he says. Watch what he does. Mm-hmm. And and it's very true with COVID because if you think about, you know, banning travel, Operation Warp Speed or whatever we're talking about here, the idea that he invoked the um, the production Defense Production Act. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Defense Production Act, the masks, the PPE. He, he, he's talking about this shit and he's talking about this in February behind the scenes, but not on TV. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's a fundamental thing. And, and for some reason, it doesn't matter with Donald Trump. It matters with every other president, but not him. The idea that the, the president's job, part of it is to not instill this hysteria, this fear, this, yes, you want to make sure that people know that something's important and everything else. But the idea that it's going to be okay, we're going to figure it out. We're the strongest nation in the world. We're the the I, I appreciate that. Maybe not everybody does. I appreciate it. Um, you you know, even to the effect. That, I mean, you had Biden lie again this week. Said 
Trump should have mentioned it in the State of the Union. I mean, I, I listened to the State of the Union. I didn't even need to see the replay of him saying it in the State of the Union because I knew he said it because I watched the State of the Union. He said it in the State of the Union. So, the, and but here's the thing. You get people like Mick Foley, and, and here's, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to say this, and I don't care if anybody likes it or doesn't like it or not. If you are a public figure, I'm sorry, this whole I don't want to be a role model, Charles Barkley thing from back in the day has nothing to do with that. You have a responsibility. You have a big following. You have people that listen to you. You have people that don't know. Maybe maybe the, he, Mick, half of Mick Foley's followers might not even have known about Woodward's book if he didn't mention it. And to me, it's irresponsible to do these kind of things. Mm. And 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 this, I could go on all night. White House takeover. I mean, I could go on all night. <laughs> no, that's fair. What you what you're saying is fair. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to kill the guy, but you still you you have a following. You have a responsibility. I'm sorry, you just do. Right. How he brought it up in a tweet. Granted, it was a tweet. He he left. He left a lot out, and I don't know if he did it deliberately. I don't know if it's one of those things he doesn't. He's trying to be careful how he words it, or mm-hmm. did he, I, I don't know what he's implying because it, one, it's a tweet, but two, that goes back to educating yourself before. You know, it's a whole let's think before you speak, let's think before I tweet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go on a limb and saying he didn't really think this one through, and if he did, then. I question his thought process because, um, you know, yes, you're 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 a mainstream guy, you're a former wrestler, Hall of Fame wrestler. You have a platform that the majority of us would never have, but with that platform comes responsibility, and I think these athletes forget this. That, that piece is the responsibility. Yes, it's freedom of speech, but with that freedom of speech comes responsibility. And the same thing I think applies here, that if you don't know what you're talking about, you don't start giving your opinion on things you don't know or have a firm understanding on because you have people who are listening to you, like AC said, who don't really have a clue you're swaying them to believe in something that's false. Mm-hmm. You're just creating more sheep. They're not thinking for themselves. That's another problem in this country. Yeah. And it's 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 bad it's bad enough that you have the tech companies fact checking stuff on one side and not the other. And let's be let's be fair about this. Just just to put a bow on it and not to go too down not to go too far down the political hatch here, but you know. There, there, there's a lot of people on record, like Nancy Pelosi, and Andrew Cuomo, and and Bill De Blasio, Warren Wilhelm Jr. Oh, come to Chinatown, go go out today. There's no issue. There's no problem. They were all they were all saying it too. And now all of a sudden, you know, Trump, we Trump. You know, I gotta listen to Bill Gates saying that Trump's travel bans made it worse. Come, like, come, does anybody believe? Like everybody, this is what I would say. I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you what to believe or not to believe, 
do a little research, just a little, and use your noodle. At the end, and that's that's all you can ask of anybody. If if you if you think that Trump sucks and he did wrong, cool. If you think he's good and you want to vote for him, great. Just do a little research and use your head, and that's all you can ask of anybody. But don't listen to celebrities and people with large followings, because I'll tell you right now, they're they put their fucking pants on one leg at a time, like you do. Their shit stinks. They wipe your ass just like you do. There's no difference. And it doesn't mean they're smarter than you. They Maybe they got lucky. And that's not trying to take anything away from what Mick Foley did or anybody else did to make their money or get their fame or get their following. It's all great. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to important things, you have to do your own homework on it. You just do. I'll put a bow on it like this. If Despite how you feel about President Trump, despite what side of the aisle you're on, it was the Friday before St. Patty's Day where I picked my kid up at school and every parent there told me, yep, they're closing the school for this pandemic thing. Okay. Six months ago? This is, this is the common sense approach that you need to apply, in my opinion, to figure out if Trump did the right thing. <laughs> okay? It's very simple. If he would have come out at any point in time before he did, whether that be January, Valentine's Day, Super Bowl week, if he would have appeared on TV and he said, there is a killer pandemic, we are shutting down the country now, no one would have believed him and it, or it would have caused a mass panic. Mm-hmm. You have two options you either you either do it anyway. You either don't or you do. And and again, I'm not listen, it is what it is. Whatever however you want to read into this fine. You just said it. Donald Trump also wipes his ass just like you do, just like Mick Foley does. It's everybody if does. Anybody was in that situation, they would have been presented with the same question Do I or don't I? When do I do it? When's the proper time? And there's no good answer for any of it. There's no opinion. right answer. Exactly. There's no right answer. Exactly. There's no right answer. There's no nobody would have been perfect. Nobody would have done. Could somebody have done a little better? Maybe could they have done worse? Yes. I mean, listen. I, whatever. I mean, come on. It's we're we're the time we're in right now. It's this is what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. This is what they're gonna do. Whatever side of the fence you're on, that's your that's that's your prerogative, and I'm not trying to sway that. But all I ask is if you see. Just because you see something on TV, just because you see a tweet, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Do your own homework. Figure out for yourself and formulate your own opinion based on everything that you've seen, heard, or read. But ultimately, it's you formulating your own opinion. There's not enough of that anymore. There's this laziness of just watching whatever you like, and just because he could dribble a basketball, he could dunk a basketball, he could shoot a jump shot, and he's a million-dollar athlete or million-dollar wrestler, don't mean that they know what they're talking about in the world of politics. They're saying what they're saying is their opinion, and it's for a specific reason why they feel that way. And they're leaving that part out. Just remember that. When you hear these people talk, 
There's a method Nobody, to their madness. Yes. Amen. Nobody nobody's telling you to just watch Fox News either, by the way. No. Because they're they're a shit show lately too. All right, guys. Let's get to the cool truth of the week. Alright, once again, it's the Cool Truth of the Week, Volume 4, Cool Truth Podcast Productions, Retro Mania Podcast Wrestling Network. I gotta come at you again, and I got something pretty good for you tonight, I believe. Being the Elite opens with a promo from Eddie Kingston on a cookie. On face value, would say, why is this a big deal? It probably isn't. Although it was another AEW trolling effect on the WWE, specifically NXT, specifically on the PI. Apparently, which I never would have known, never would have known, if AEW doesn't pull this, another stunt, by the way, if they don't pull this stunt with having Eddie Kingston cut a promo on a cookie, I never would even know this was a thing. But I will educate you if you don't know. I don't even know if my co-hosts know, but they're going to know after this. Apparently, one of the training processes in the PI for WWE is to have their talent cut promos on inanimate objects, which... I'm no scholar, but a cuckoo would be one of those, right? And Animan's like, not alive, doesn't really move, you know. Yeah, you know, like I have I have a glass in my hand. If I cut a promon, it's inanimate. You know, that type of thing. So this is what this is where we're at with with AEW. But one would think you should have a problem. What why have a problem with AEW? That's Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's cutting a promo on a cookie. Apparently through my background research I did. After Eddie Kingston did his initial promo match, promo slash match with Cody, he did not, at that point, did not have a contract with AEW. And WWE, in turn, tried to sign him to some kind of teaching, educational, whatever contract. And WWE and his mom talked him out of it. Long story short, he never signs, ends up back with AEW. Okay, cool, great. I'm not even mad at any Kingston, whatever. I, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you guys Eddie Kingston's tweet. This was from yesterday. Uh, well, depending on what day this. This was from Friday this week. I don't take shots at people or places. Now... In the Being the Elite video, by him cutting a promo on an inanimate object being a cookie, it's perceived that he took a shot at WWE. I'll continue. I was asked to do something, and I did it. I'll just repeat that for a second. I was asked to do something, and I did it. Okay. If I had a problem with at WWE, they would know... And not at Dave Meltzer, W-O-N. I understand you're reporting something, but next time, ask me. 
It's just a respectful and journalistic thing to do. So Eddie's calling out Dave Meltzer for reporting. The reason he cut this promo is because they do this at WWE and he's somehow butthurt, which he's saying is not true. The point I want to point to in this tweet is I was asked to do something and I did it. So AEW, not on Dynamite or somebody associated with AEW, not on Dark, not on their big show, not on their secondary YouTube show, on a show that was created before AEW was created, is now using talent that just came to AEW and asking them to do something on this third show that apparently, this has been an issue for me anyway, we're supposed to take seriously and supposed to watch to get all the storylines down with AEW now being the elite. To me, being the elite, it goes back to the Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Flip Gordon, you know, Marty Scurll, although they're not there anymore, I get it, maybe could add a few people in. Now it's the, the entire AEW roster is part of being the elite, and we have Eddie Kingston being asked to cut promos on cookies to make fun of WWE. So the cool truth of the night is, AEW, what are you doing? Twofold. Number one, being the elite should not be part of your booking. We've said it before. And the second part of the cool truth of the night is, why are you so obsessed with trolling WWE? Because at the end of the day, we all heard this wasn't going to happen, and it's happening more frequently. And they are very rarely doing it to you. So do we have an inferiority complex or what? And that's the cool truth of the night. No offense to Eddie Kingston. I love his work. I think he got pigeonholed here. It just has nothing to do with him. But being the elite, Young Bucks, AEW, Kenny Omega, whoever's doing all this bullshit. Inferiority complex. Is it or not? I'm just asking because it looks pretty bad from here. Gentlemen, that is the cool truth of the night. as much as you know i love what they're doing and i love this last year this trolling on wwe for me to me personally in my opinion is an inferiority complex you know sure seems like it vince comes out says all right guys x nay on twitch Mm mm-hmm Immediately on All Out, Kip Saban, Penelope Troll, Miro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Miro does it on the on the following AEW show. They do it again. So that's twice. Yeah. You got Saturday night on the pay-per-view from Kip yep. with and the sign. Dynamite. And then you get it on Dynamite the following Wednesday again. And it's just, that's just Kip. Who's a mid card guy at best? At best. And, and then you got the demo god shit on the worst rating of any dynamite show. He's a demo god. <laughs> and I, why? Vince doesn't think you, Vince doesn't 
work his world around you guys. You don't exist in his world. That's how he operates. It's not a disrespect thing. It's not a like or a dislike thing. It's That's how he operates his day-to-day business. That's his choice. You don't exist in his world. So why? Why do you let are you showing that WWE exists in your world? Hollywood, you got anything? Oh, yeah. I, I, got, I got some. Yeah. Dude, I got I to gotta say before you go, dude, his promo on the cookie was pretty good, too. I'm not going to lie. He's, he, he nailed it. But he's, dude, he's one of the best promos guys did. out there. Of course he did. Of course he did. Here's the, <laughs> all right, here's my thing. Inferiority complex is an understatement. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they think they are. They are acting like they're the outsider showing up in the middle of the fucking nitro ring. Dude, 10 million people watching the Monday Night Wars every week. You beat Vince McMahon's fucking developmental company that he just threw on USA Network for the fun of it. So why are you acting like this is this means anything? Stop the bullshit. As a matter of fact, you could listen to our Dynamite Review show every week where we will tear apart your fucking storytelling because it doesn't make sense and you can't pull the trigger on anything because you don't know where it's going because you didn't write the fucking story. How about we concentrate on our show instead of trolling WWE? Okay. I'm going to snap back into old Blading for Truth there mode. Jeez. Dude, bro, it, it, this, it, let me ask you. Like, I, mean, I, I can't I stand this. Does, do, you think, do you really think Vince gives a fuck? That they no. 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 Like, he's laughing he at you. He's laughing at you. No. He's it's, focusing on and here's the, his here's house. The, here's the other thing. his house you know, in order. And, and, and again, this isn't a knock. I, just for everybody out there, I love Eddie Kingston. This is not a knock on him. And I, I it just... It's a philosophy thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I wanted to drive home that point that he was asked to do it, so it has nothing to do with him. But, dude, at the end of the day, it's not even that funny either. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it goes back to what Bischoff was saying. Tucker Carlson trolling Fredo Cuomo is funnier than AEW trolling WWE. Here, here, because you want to know something? AEW needs to clean their own house. Yep. You know, as much as we shit on WWE... Dude, where's Cody in all this, though? Can, can I ask a question? I, I, you would think he'd be, like, the voice of reason. You know, Apple didn't fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. You, you know... You have to think he the, doesn't like it. I stabilize it. Like it. I, I, I hope so, man. Because Cody is, like, the... You know, when you... When 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 they came to NEW after the AEW announcement, him and Hangman, everybody chanted, thank you, Cody. You chanted, thank you, Cody, for that other option. We didn't thank Cody for the other option to have them troll WWE and this and that. And not only that, you're trolling WWE. You stole their fucking idea with the cars and the lights and shit mm. from NXT. Yeah, you okay, we didn't have a ring. It's the same thing. It's a street fight in a parking lot with cars around it with the lights on. It's, it's I, I know Lionheart is on Prime right now. You all watch Lionheart, right? I get it. You guys know what I'm talking about, Lionheart? Mm-hmm. With Van yeah. Dam? Yep. yep. Remember yeah. they would fight 
fighting the parking lots with the cars around. Yep. So, like, so somebody at NXT watched it, and somebody at AEW watched it, and they decided to do the same. You know, actually, somebody at NXT watched it, and they did it, and somebody at AEW watched what NXT did, and goes, we'll do the same thing without a ring. <laughs> it's different. No, it's not. It's better, because we're AEW. <laughs> yeah. And, it's not. And, and, and AEW, let's look at something for a second. And AEW, specifically Bucks or whoever's doing this philosophy thing, you think it's funny? Let me, let's look at your, let's look at my professor hats back on for a second. Let's look at your history of champions so far. Mm. Okay. Chris Jericho, WWE. John Moxley, <laughs> WWE. <laughs> Cody Rhodes from the WWE. Brody Lee from the WWE. FTR. WWE. What the fuck yeah. are you guys doing, man? Yeah, you're Good we're point. trolling you while we steal all your talent that leaves. <sighs> but, but come on. You know, I, I, you know I hate let them that. do their thing. You just focus on your thing. I hate that they put us in this position. I hate that they put us in this position to knock them. Because I really don't. Like, I want to like AEW and I want to enjoy it. Same. But it's this little bullshit that they've gotten themselves into. And I I didn't even get it because I didn't watch the whole episode of Being the Elite. I just watched the cookie part because it was relevant to what I was talking about. But you're getting more interaction with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega on Being the Elite than you are in the fucking show on TNT. How does this make sense to anybody? Being the Elite should not be part of their storytelling. I'm sorry. It just shouldn't. Well, it's lazy storytelling, lazy booking. That's all. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a quarter of their audience. It's just amazing to me that they can't keep their egos in check. They think, they're, they, think they are so... F- so much so that they're asking Eddie Kingston to cut a promo to make fun of another company. What is... I mean, listen, Eric Bischoff is more concerned about your rating and how you lost 500,000 people than, than well, the owner NXT is. he went back on on Wednesday. And they're, bra- on. they're bragging yeah. about that. Edwards, I, I hate to do this because White is going to fucking do a I fucking know. cartwheel because we're making him right again. But let's be honest. <laughs> They found they found a money mark. They, they, the greatest thing they've out of all the great things they did, you know, hot topic and building their own brands and traveling the world and doing all the greatest things they did. They found a money mark and they think they're the cat's ass because of it now. Mm-hmm. It's, I just it's, it's shocking, bro. If, if you think of times that people, I just can't uh, times that people tried to rival. Vince McMahon. Eric Bischoff did something that no one has done for 83 weeks. Then you had Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter go up against them on Monday nights and they still pulled in one and a half million. That is a success. You know what? Don't go head to head. Jericho, Irvine, listen. Don't go head to head with the developmental company. And I'm using air quotes, okay? Call it whatever you want. Yeah. You want to show the me third, something? We'll show me your show me your brand. big balls. Show me your big balls and move to Friday or Monday, and let's see where the bragging is. Then let's see it. Yeah, you know, they're not going to do it, bro. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. 
Because they know they know the result of that. They have to know the result of that. And it, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you this: this is this is this is something that act, honestly surprised me. Those weeks that NXT moved to Tuesday pushed the AEW rating way more than I thought it would. Mm. So that tells you that there are a there's a f- major fraction of the audience yes. that are making a decision on Wednesday yep. to watch. NXT over AEW, which I didn't think was the case, and it is clearly the case. You have nothing to brag about. Zero. Zilch. You Here's what you did. You created the second company. You're not even 1A right now. I'm sorry. You're not 1A. You're not. In his worst, terrible ratings they've ever done, they're doubling your audience. Yep. On Monday and Friday. And all it took was him to put some fucking screens as fans in the fucking arena and turn Roman Reigns heel, and he quadrupled your fucking audience. Mm-hmm. Facts. Stories that are going on in SmackDown by far. So uh, as, as, aside, by from, far. aside from aside from Roman, yeah. Uh, give give me like another story I, or two that are really got, good. Uh, you had a good rivalry with Jeff and AJ. Okay. I didn't then, see much of that, but I can see then, that being good. It's a good rivalry. And then you bring in Sammy with his Intercontinental title, with his he, claim that he never lost it. He was with, sent with, home because with, of COVID. With, and now, so Clash of Champions, you're getting a, you're getting a Jeff Jeff proposed it, and I guess it's going forward with it. You know, you're getting... Uh, you're getting a triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental title at uh, Clash, and it's, it probably has the potential of stealing the shot with those three. It, it's going to be Yeah, but, but White House, the thing you're missing is um, you're going to get Jericho and Hager in a tag match, see? So. <laughs> and so, so, so the million man. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's another storyline. Bailey went buckshit crazy two weeks ago. On Sasha, SmackDown was so fucking good. Oh my god! Just I, best- I, 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 there you go. So you the cool truth. Us, so the you cool truth. Us. The cool truth of the night <laughs> leads to a SmackDown review. Congratu- I, I, congratulations, I, I, I being the elite. That. Congratulations, you did it. There you go. And I'll tell you what. There's nothing that AEW <sighs> keep cutting yeah. promos on those. Cookies. Yeah. Right, keep cutting those promos on the cookies. Because right shit, now, pal. right now you got a guy. Give me a white a macadamia. Yeah. That's going to go on a run. Sugar cookie, pal. That I, the last time I've seen a run like what Roman's going to do. Don't forget the icing. Yeah. Was his cousin. That's what this, this run he's going to go on. Peanut butter cookie, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to the news. I got one more. We'll do the mailbag and then we'll bounce. <laughs> <laughs> cookies, cookies, cookies. All right, so <laughs> this is one. This will be a quick one, so perfect. But I came across this. Anybody that knows me, anybody that's heard me on podcast knows that this has been one of my dream matches since 98. And someone was asked about this possibility of a dream match. The Undertaker did a Barstool Sports interview. He was asked if when Sting came to WWE finally in 2014, was the match discussed? 
The Taker said, not even once. Really? Said The Undertaker while he was shaking his head. Wow. That's I know. I, he says, I knew him from my days in WCW in the late 80s, but I never actually saw him again until he joined WWE. It's crazy that we never spoke. We never called each other and discussed, hey, would you like to do this mega match or whatever? My schedule was always full. There were always guys waiting to face me. Maybe it will remain something like a what could have been situation. Kind of yeah, like yeah. what would have happened if Ali and Tyson faced off. Our audience always wanted to see it, but it's just one of those things, he said. And then uh, he added, uh, to be completely honest, the match would have been cool in the 90s or early 2000s, but there's a reason the Last Ride documentary came about, and I called it a day. Although in my heart, I still want that Sting match, but my body doesn't cooperate with the other two factors in that. It becomes really difficult. I don't want people to get a watered-down version of that character. I want people to remember the 90s, the WrestleMania matches with Edge, Batista, Sean, and Punk, and not the match that I had with Roman when I was all beat up and out of shape. I looked like a bloated Elvis. That was the Undertaker. Hey, I've been saying it for years! I've been saying it for years! Yeah, so he's he's telling you you are correct. Uh, the haters were correct. And I agree there. with them. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. I agree, too. I, I didn't even try to be a hater. It's just, it's obvious. No, I know. I mean, I was... No, I'm a big taker guy, and I admit it. Look it for all it's worth, man. Mm. I will. T- I'll tell you this right now. Even though it was past their prime, how many times in boxing did we get the match past their prime? You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Well, this this Stand is why I bring it up. Taker was the match, bro. Yep. And I really thought that it was heading that way when Sting signed. I couldn't believe. I I would I would think Vince would have. They went Hunter. Yeah, they went Triple H. I couldn't believe it, but. Man, even to this day, I mean, I understand what he's saying. He's bloated Elvis. I get it. I've said it in the past. It's it's heartbreaking at this point. I, I think but... he's being a little hard on himself because I think I, – I, listen, I don't think he was great after the punk match, uh, but I don't think he was that horrible in the Roman match either. I didn't think he was either, like, but – I, 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 he, I, it, he wasn't Undertaker, but he wasn't horrible. He's 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 past the point. He's past the point. Yeah, yeah. that's the fair yeah, way to say it. Yeah. I think. But and and the Bray the Bray match from the year before was worse than the Roman match. I thought. So here's the big question. I'm just gonna pull this out because he said it. I still want that Sting match. Um. Now, of course, he's, you know, he just said in the previous breath that he retired. He's done. But let me ask you guys something. Since it is a dream match. If Vince gave them 13 minutes WrestleMania just to see the theatrics and the entrances and the two of them standing face to face, which is all I want. If Sting can do a couple bumps, so be it. They can do Scorpion Deathlock versus the Triangle. You know, they can. There's stuff that they could do without bumping too much. Uh, I think at this point, because we haven't seen it, and I know. Guys, I know if you're listening, you're probably going to kill me. They're 60 years old. It's a dream match. Yeah, give me yeah. give me 12 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. What do you guys think? Because even at this point, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, I, dude, I don't I don't want to crush you for it. I really don't. I, and I'm not going to. The one thing I would say is at this point, though, could that be... You remember at 30 when it was like Hogan, Rock, and Austin in the ring? With you know, like kicking off mania. Oh my god, yeah. Could Taker and Sting do some 
just like a promo shit back where it's not like a yeah just just something like out of this world where fucking sting is in the rafters and the next thing you know he's in the ring and taker's music hits you know what i mean like yeah you get it may, maybe you don't get the match but you get the confrontation or the the respect or whatever they don't yeah i i it, it would be very different because the you you have all these great promo guys when you have hogan uh austin and the rock where they're they're cutting promos and they're making fun of Hogan for naming the wrong building. Like it was, it was hilarious, and they're smashing beers. It'd be very different. Mm-hmm. But I, dude, you could you could put on a spectacle with them, even without doing a match. You know what I mean? I, is that enough? I don't know. White House, your thoughts? I think that ship has sailed as much as I want to see it. Oh. Uh, well, what about the know, moment though? What about the with- moment? What about Sting the with his face? health issues, um, thanks to Seth Rollins, mm. bucket uh, turnbuckle powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that ship is sailed, and we're left hey, with the what if. If they put up a taker, it doesn't happen, right? You know, yeah, uh, true. Right? No, true. I just yeah, but you don't you don't think they can I have like the moment though, White guys, House? I I think we're past that. You passed all of it. I do. I right. think. To respect their careers, you could, could be right. To respect their careers, I don't want to put them in that because I want to remember them for what they were, not the, my last memory of them in the ring at their ages now. I don't want that to be my last memory of them. Okay, so you're saying sometimes. The fantasies, wrong, the fantasies but... better than the reality is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, in this particular case, for this, for this, for this one, unfortunately, that's yes. Okay. I think they had the shot, but decided to go with Triple H instead of Undertaker. And they chose wrong, my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, so AC, you sent this. Uh, we had this one. Did you get this on Twitter? Oh, or... yeah. Yeah, it was from Twitter. It was, honestly, we apologize because it's probably two, three weeks old. Yeah, it's actually all yeah. our other stuff going on. But yeah, this was um, uh, I, yeah, help me out because I can't even remember it. Lawrence from Kentucky. What the hell? Who was it? Uh, Jimmy in Lexington. Yeah, I was. I well, Lexington, Kentucky. I was close. Yeah, well, there we go. You were there. J- Jimmy in Lexington. Mm-hmm. On the Twitter says. I've been listening to your show over the last month, and I'm trying to figure out why you guys are so big on Nick Aldis. Come on, Jimmy. He seems to only have good matches when his opponent is a good worker. To me, Aldis is overrated and definitely not a national treasure. What do you guys see in Aldis? Wow. White House has to take that first. Yeah, we got to let White House take that. A little Jimmy. I did, I did not. A little write Jimmy. That. Oh, I, pro- I promise. <laughs> I did not write that. <laughs> little Jimmy. <laughs> little Jimmy. Wow. Little Jimmy. You know, let's just. Little Jimmy. <laughs> you know, there's more than to Nick Aldis than just this NW. Magnus and TNA. 
Maybe he's too young to see that way. Maybe that's why. Well, that's maybe. why the professor hat is back on. Oh, there you go, professor. <laughs> um, Magnus and TNA. Just don't swear at him. Just it's a, it's a regular. Yeah, don't, man. don't curse at Lil Jimmy. Not, yeah, he, he's not. he's not Miro. <laughs> I have not. I'm 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 just educating here at the moment. I appreciate the letter. You know, he, it's his opinion. And it's true, but. There's got to be some substance there to formulate an opinion like that. And I think he's lack, lacking, and I think we all can agree, that he's lacking some substance behind this opinion. I mean, look at his TNA run. I mean, when he was a champ. Before he was a champ. The run to chase the champ. I mean, his Bound for Glory series matches. Just, if you don't have an, a, a way to do it, YouTube's a good resource Use the Google machine. Look up Magnus matches. Magnus and Sting. Magnus and Kurt Angle. Magnus with the main event mafia. I mean, there's so much stuff you can look at just in TNA of how he got to the States and made a name for himself. You could start there. White House, not to defend little Jimmy, but I got to speak for him because he did make the comment. Now, there's not much substance. You're correct. But he did say good worker, not with a good worker. So you just mentioned Sting, Angle. I guess little Jimmy would think that they carried the match if it was against. Well, the, Sting wasn't in his prime anymore. Kurt Angle was getting over the drugs he was on. I mean, I mean, Magnus was wow. really carrying him in those matches. Wow. AJ wasn't who he was, mm-hmm. yet Magnus carrying AJ. I mean, Wow. Look at it objectively. Dude, when White House likes a guy, he will make every excuse in the world for him. I love this. <laughs> you know, you look at it objectively. I mean, we could say that about every guy. I mean, you could say that about most guys. But uh, Mike work? Does he have it? Check. Honestly, work? We ha- Check. He's just not on, in the big spotlight mainstream WWE, AEW. He's, He's actually with a wrestling company Carney. trying yeah. to maybe build is, something. Maybe he is a Carney. <laughs> Carney Aldis. Anyway, he's trying to build something. And the guy's um, getting knocked for it. And I, I, I don't think he knocked. I think it's a fair question, though. Um, I think it's a fair question. I'll say that. Um, Jimmy. I'm not going to call you little Jimmy. That's rude. Uh, so, I listen, I'm the heel and I'm Sorry, on your Jimmy. side. Anyway, but I, I was like... I. I would have probably agreed more if I didn't hear what I heard tonight about from Nick Aldis, especially since he beat Bennett this week. If we, if we talked about it last week, I don't know how I would have felt about it. Um, it listen, Aldis is good. I, look, national treasure. It's his, it's his gimmick. It's his deal. It's his. I can't crush the guy for calling himself that. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, look, listen to what he just talked about with the fucking uh, being the elite and all that. Um, so I'm not head over heroes for Nick Aldis. Uh, do I think he has a place in pro wrestling? Of course. Um, if his place is to be the main guy for NWA, that's great. I, I think, I think he could be a bigger name for a ring of honor and AEW and impact. Um, honestly, given the right circumstances, could he make it in WWE? Of I mean, he's he's got he's got all the tools for yeah, sure. Sure. So I don't think I don't think it's uh, 
I mean, I, I'm not in a love affair like White House with Nick Aldis, but he's, I mean. It's not a love affair. I have respect for him. I'm just busting him appreciation your for him. I mean, you do have to give him credit for carrying the NWA title for as long as he did. I, I know, you know, he was Corgan's only guy no, on the cool. roster. No, but, but it's cool. He, it's he, cool that he did it, though. It's, it's cool that he's he did doing it, it now. He brought he's the prestige yeah, back when no no one, it had no prestige. He he carried it. He lost it to Cody. When Farb owned it, it was, it was dead, you know? Uh, listen, uh, all, all out. Or all in, uh, you got to give him credit for that. He's fifty percent of that whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he he listen, he made it a big deal before that. They sold it. They did the match. The match was fantastic. Should have been the main event. They came out of the match. They sold it. He won it back, and he's carried it ever since. And let's be honest, how long has it been since you talked about that title before Nick Aldis had it? It's probably been a long time. So. All right, there you go. I mean, there's your answer. Uh, Jimmy from Lexington. We have to get out of here. Uh, another Twitter uh, message, and thank you. Oh, nice. Uh, we got Chris from Syracuse. Uh, Chris from Syracuse asked this question, and it was it was to the guys. Uh, I enjoy the show. The question is, if you guys had to choose one event you'd like to be at in wrestling history, would it be an indie show? Would it be a WrestleMania? Oh my God. Would it be an ROH show? And not necessarily. Uh, the, the way he's explaining it here, I'm kind of paraphrasing because it was kind of confusing, but the, I think the way he's paraphrasing is if there was a wrestling event that you had or I don't think it's specific an event, but more so like, guys, let's go to Wrestle Kingdom this year, or go to WrestleMania this year, oh, okay. or go to Pro, or go to uh, uh, Bola, go to Battle of LA with, with Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. One of these major wrestling events, you 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 could choose one, but only one, and you could go to it for that you know whenever that year. Which one would you go to? Oh no, it'll be it'll be Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, that's that's a bucket list of mine. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've been to Manias. Uh, I've been to uh, Final Battle for Ring of Honor, so that's a big yeah, thing. But there, um, for the one in Baltimore. Yeah, you you know what? It's my, my toss up right now is Wrestle Kingdom and Bola, which sounds crazy because Bola is like you know an indie event, but. I'm a big indie mark, and that is like the premier indie event in the United States every year, uh, by far. It's not even close. And I'm a huge NEW guy, and they do huge events. But Bola just gets more traction than anything. It, yeah, it's going to sound crazy, but I'm going to take Bola. My answer is twofold. So okay. in the end, it, it, it would be WrestleMania, because I've never been to Mania, and huge it it just it doesn't matter who would be on the card i would just like to go to a mania you know like a bucket list type thing Uh, and you'd enjoy every second of it trust me and and that's (laughs) yeah and that i'm sure that's 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 my heart talking but my head aew listen to me listen to me listen to my answer aew i can pick anything right 
Right, we didn't even bring that up. I didn't even think of it. Neither did White House. Good. There you go. My head would be Russell Kingdom. Mm. So congratulations, AEW. And also, I think. Oh, you didn't bring it up either. <laughs> <laughs> you just took a shot at him. You know, I, you know what? You know what's crazy? This this is why this is, and I'm not trying to steer you towards WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I've been to two WrestleManias. Eleven and twenty nine. Mm. Which are like universally known as like two of the worst WrestleManias ever. Yeah, that's They're like <laughs> that's unfortunate. I, I, but but, dude, but it was still the experience. Really not, you you dude, got it though. Blast. I yeah. had a fucking blast. Both yeah, mine's Wrestle Kingdom. Just flying over to Japan, the whole experience. Yeah, I think the experience think, would be yeah. cool to go over there. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, it would see be what cool. it's like. I just there's I, I I feel like I'm still an indie. There's something about the indies at heart, mm. and going to Bola would just like. Even though I hate California, I'd probably just fly in, watch the matches, and leave. But uh, just the, the idea that it's such a big thing and it's not mainstream and it's kind of like, you know, it's just it's kind of like hardcore. And if I if I if I told the average person I'm going to Bola, they're like, "What? Battle of Los Angeles? Oh, the Crips versus Bloods? No, it's actually a wrestling <laughs> show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just think it's kind of cool that only people in the know would know it. I'm glad Chris meant that and not the historical one because I'd have been sitting here for a while thinking. Dude, we we could do a whole show. Yeah. <laughs> we do a, maybe we, we should. Maybe, maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. What what each one of us pick our top 5 of what we would go to. Like yeah. historical top events. 5 time travel uh trips. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, that would be so tough. That'd Even cool. hitting 5 would be tough. Dude. Yeah, well, 5 would be tough, but yeah. Yeah. I I'm I think two or three of them already know to mind. I mean, it's obvious. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, that's you know, that's it for me. But thanks for the mailbags. I, I, I thought they're pretty yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for the questions. Hey, little Jimmy, I'm just fucking with you, man. You know, <laughs> to your opinion. I, I'm still calling you little Jimmy, I, I, but I'm, I'm just with you. I'm just I'm sticking to my shtick, so it's all good. Um, the guy's probably four hundred pounds. A, AC, AC, all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, AC, who's the normal heel, all of a sudden went baby face, yeah. little fucker. <laughs> so that leaves me to play the heel. So, sorry, Timmy. I liked what Nick Aldis said tonight. I'm sorry, I can't crush him. It's the wrong night to crush him. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so for Daddy Cool AC and Professor White House now. Yes. I'm Hollywood I Edwards. I was the icon, AC. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I, do-over. Do over for the icon, Daddy Cool AC, and Professor Edwards. No, do over again, Professor Edwards. Hollywood White House. You know who we are. Okay, bye. Nighty night. Nighty night. Goodbye. Nighty night. Hey, little Jimmy. Nighty night. <laughs> <laughs> Cross mountain ranges, split cells, command the tools of tomorrow. We are a team of a million unique and powerful individuals. Join forces with us and you can take on anything. What's your warrior? Find out at GoArmy.com. 
Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant.